Welcome to the Cloth Diaper Podcast. The Cloth Diaper Podcast is a podcast where we talk about cloth diapering, but sometimes we talk about related cloth diapering topics, and that is what today's conversation is. Hello, my name is Bailey. Welcome to the Cloth Diaper Podcast. I am a mom of two, a cloth diaper blogger, content creator, and all-around addict of cloth diaper things. I think I can say that now. I think once your children have potty trained and you continue to be involved in the cloth diaper space, you're really kicking it up a notch. And that's where I'm at. Today's show is dedicated to something outside of the realm of cloth diapering. I'm talking to cloth diaper mom, Mira from thegreenmom.net. Mira is a Canadian mama of two. She lives in Toronto and she is here to talk to us about some of those other things that we you can do. Back in show 33, I believe, so just two or three shows ago, we talked with Elizabeth from the Practically Zero Waste pod about a few reasons to go zero waste, and we're going to kind of explore that topic once more with Mira. She's also going to introduce her cloth diapering story as a parent who used a disposable, not a disposable, but a cloth diaper service. I hope that you find some value in this episode, and if you're looking for cloth diaper content, don't forget to check out the past 30 episodes, YouTube, follow me on Instagram, and don't worry, next week I'm talking with a cloth diaper brand from Israel. So I'll see you on the internet, and here's my conversation with Mira. So uh, we started like a kind of more intense eco-friendly journey about a year and a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, definitely one of our biggest sources of waste was cloth diapers, excuse me, plastic diapers. <laughs> Whoops, what am Whoops. I on again? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was really a no brainer. It was more just about like what route we were planning on taking with the cloth diapers. That was the question, but yeah, so they're, I mean, they're of immense value to us because, I mean, they prevent me from creating so much waste on a daily basis. So we love that. We also try and live as toxin-free as we can and just trying to lower our impact on the environment in general. So so you just started cloth diapering later on in your children's life? It wasn't yeah, just so in I the past two, year or so? That's right. I have two children. My first one, I didn't even cloth diaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and my second child, when she was about six months, we started cloth diapering. Is this late in life jump why you decided to consider something like a cloth diaper service? Yes, absolutely. That's the only reason. We would have continued with status quo otherwise. Okay. Um, And why was, I'm curious, we had um, Bundle Baby on the show back episode 22, I think, and Mm -hmm. she was a cloth diaper service company in Colorado Springs. Um, So I was just talking to the owner of one, but you are actually a user of a cloth diaper service. So what attracted you to a cloth diaper service and why did you feel that that was the best choice for your family over um, what other parents do? Right. So it was kind of like an ultimatum for my husband. (laughs) In that, you know, I'm very happy to take them on. I don't want to be doing a ton of extra work for them. So that seemed fair to me. Um, But I learned, so that was kind of how we got there. And then, you know, we did some research into which ones were the most toxin-free with their washing methods and their delivery methods and such. So there was some really good kind of anecdotal uh, opinion type stuff out there that really helped us. But now that I've learned even more about cloth diapers, I've learned that um, 
if you buy them brand new, and this is not judging anyone, this is just a fact, that the, the ecological impact is actually higher than a plastic diaper. Yeah, that's what the, some of the research is suggesting, especially if you only use them for one child. Yeah, right, so like right, a full yes, stash for one child is about, it's almost like, it's marginally, that study out of the UK, it was like, it's, it's like, I think 40 pounds of difference in the carbon output. But yeah, it's like right, a lot of- related to water usage because yeah. there's a ton of water to grow. Oh yeah. And uh, that's, that's a good thing there's organic cotton and other options, but it's not mainstream yet, like even within the cloth diaper community. So yes, uh, organic cotton is awesome, but it's, it's just so it doesn't require the fertilizers, but it still requires a lot of the non organic yes, yeah, yeah. is like, it's bizarre and challenging because you're like, on one hand, you're talking about how like the output per square kilometer or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Is totally different and then people start comparing well this and that and it's like tit for tat and at the end of the day you're like is there actually even an answer oh my gosh I totally uh, it's like all I should say all but so many parts of eco-friendly living is kind of which side like you have to kind of choose your priority and go with that you know so what is your priority like what are the things that's actually probably like a great segue of like what are the things that are really important to you when you're making purchasing decisions or consumer decisions? I think um, that's a great question. I think the two for me are um, reducing the amount. So I, I, I call it low impact living. Not that I coined that term myself. I shouldn't say it like that. But um, <laughs> That's the bandwagon you're on and low impact exactly. living. There you yeah. go. That's a much better way of saying it. <laughs> so, so for me, it's all about um, how can I reduce my impact on the environment? So the way that kind of plays out in my life is uh, having the lowest carbon footprint possible and re- re- creating the least amount of waste as possible. So when taking it back to cloth diapers, that was a really kind of tricky one because, you know, if I wanted to buy the diapers brand new, which is not necessarily a must, right? You can buy them used online and stuff. Um, then I, my carbon footprint would be higher, but then I'd be creating less waste. <laughs> And so the service works nicely for that, but then there's also the added carbon pr- footprint of the delivery. So mm-hmm. it's kind of this like myriad of decisions you have to make and priorities you have to figure out. Yeah, it's not like it's not easy. And when I was like talking with um, when I was talking with her, the bundle baby, the idea of a delivery service does have an impact on the environment. And then, but there's so many things in our life that are delivered and moved around the world that. Yeah, it's, it returns back to that tit for tat kind of conversation yeah. about trying to decide um, what's what works for you. So it sounds like you made a big lifestyle change about a year ago. What kind yeah. of what yeah. kind of fueled that? Like, where did that even come from? I know a lot of people who will be listening. We kind of dilly dally into the eco lifestyle or the green motherhood lifestyle slowly. You know, they start cloth diapering for financial reasons, and then they. They learn about reusable hygiene products, and then they learn about unpaper towels. Kind of snowballs from there. It's a snowball. It's yeah, a snowball. But you sound like you may have made a big switch. Yeah, and I guess I kind of went the opposite way. Like I started with the eco-friendly, and then landed on the cloth diapers. But yeah, I did make a big switch. Um, So I had some friends come over. They actually have um, an Instagram handle. They're called Sustainable Jungle, but they're just my friends, and they spent the weekend with us and it was so interesting how they were living and and so differently from kind of mainstream living 
we went out to a festival and um, they offered us like a cup of coffee or something and they were like, no thanks. Or I, I couldn't get, um, we were at a, a restaurant and I couldn't get a glass of water. They wouldn't serve me a glass of water. They would only serve me a bottle. And they didn't say anything obviously, but the point is they were like, you know, they, they opted for cans of something instead. So just like these little decisions that were really adding up. And so I started asking them about their journey and they were um, recommending the movie, the documentary, The Plastic Ocean to me. Okay. Have you seen that? I am not much of an audiovisual learner. So oh. movies are not my thing. Oh, okay. But I have heard of it. Like I, <laughs> I've well, heard of it. Um, I'm more, more inclined to read a book than I am oh, to that's great. watch a movie. It's just like my learning preference. And I just, it was just... It was amazing to me that someone who considered herself very environmentally friendly knew so little about what was happening at, the, at that point. It's become a little bit more mainstream since, which mm-hmm. is, but at that point, I, had, I didn't even know that a straw was bad kind of thing. Yeah. So um, definitely recommend Baby Steps, as you were kind of mentioning with some of your listeners. Um, but I kind of did this huge turnaround and I started to document it on Instagram as a way to kind of share what I was doing and also to keep myself accountable and motivated. You know, you need to have something to talk about, which means you need to be moving forward with your journey. Yeah. As much as it's lovely to think that we could change without accountability, sometimes you need to show up somewhere. Right. Right? Even if it was just like calling my friend and telling them what I did, whatever it is. Yeah, you really do. And I think like for a lot of us who have just personal Instagram pages, it is like 2019 calling our friends um yeah exactly I do I do talk to a lot more of my friends and that's a good point (laughs) yeah something on my stories or something and we'll just have a chat about it that's funny Mm. um yeah so then from there I've just yeah been moving forward um been enjoying the kind of Instagram blogging space and just trying to make each day a little bit greener than yesterday so what are um Okay, so you've made this big switch in your lifestyle, and now you you have a blog and you have a website, thegreenmom.net.com, hey? Dot net. Thegreenmom.net. You got it. and it's mom like M-U-M. And mom like M-U-M, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to include links to Mira's website and her Facebook and her Instagram, which is thegreenmom.net, and it's mom mm-hmm. with a U, yeah. um, not with an O, which... <laughs> Very classic. So you have a lot of great tips and resources over there. Um, So what are some, what's like an easy thing in the kitchen that we can do to reduce our waste? So um, a lot of our waste comes from plastic packaging. Oh, yeah. Right? (laughs) And unfortunately, like we're just not there in society where, where it's being made easy for us. So we have to start making conscious decisions on our own. Hopefully it'll come, there'll come a time where we just go to the grocery store and everything is easy. But right now it's just about being a little bit more um, present or mindful, I guess, um, about what you're doing. So uh, a big one would be kind of thinking about the packaging and the end life of what you're purchasing um, while you purchase it. So, I mean, I don't expect people to go to my extreme, but I don't purchase, I purchase hardly anything in plastic. So I would favor materials like paper or metal or glass, which can all be recycled, composted, or reused very easily. Um, And then on top of that, I go to a bulk store that um, allows me to bring my own containers. For Canadians out there, it's 
it's both barn, which <laughs> yeah, my first love or my second love, I guess, after my husband and my children. Um, it's a third love. Yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so they let me bring my own containers. So I get all my dry goods from that. Like, and I just put them in the mason jar or something like that. And, um, that prevents a lot of waste just by doing that. And I, my audience I know is mostly not Canadian. Okay. There is the bulk barn, but do you find it for those of you who are listening who are Canadian, because I'm curious, I have a bulk barn in my smallish Northern town. Um, (laughs) Do you find it, is it an easy process to bring your own container? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like it's really, I don't think it's that the point, I guess the the one thing is I feel scared. I get that. I get that. I was scared my time too. You know, for your first time, I would just bring one jar. Okay. That becomes nothing, right? It's just, oh, so, so what happens is you, you go to the store and you give them your jar and you weigh it. They weigh it for you. And then they'll just take like this little kind of waxy crayon type thing and write the the weight on there. So you don't end up paying for the jar, the jar. Exactly. For what you purchase. And then you fill it up and you bring it back and they're so good at it. And it's the program that you know, bulk barn itself has initiated. It's well, apparently it was started by um, someone just going in and using their jar, and then they were like, "Oh." And then kind of well, and that's we're right now in where low waste is becoming a trendy. Oh, I'm so a trendy conversation that. for me. My kryptonite in the kitchen, and I, so what are I'm going to ask you? What are you doing about this? Is okay. I hope I'm doing uh, something about it. Toddler <laughs> snacks. Which one? Oh, toddler snacks. And wanting things that I can grab and go when life just gets overwhelming. How do you, what do you do about toddler snacks? And um, Related to that conversation is that one of the added benefits to living a more eco-friendly life is it's been a lot healthier for us. Okay. So a lot of those things that are wrapped in foil that I'm thinking about are not necessarily the best things for my diet. Sure. Or they're not necessarily the worst either. But, you know, if I think about what my toddler eats now, we eat a lot of nuts and fruit and uh, like her treat is like a corn nut from the bulk barn kind of thing. Okay. I guess I forget about the wide array of the snacks, like dehydrated snacks and yeah, you could like raisins and craisins and different kinds of like all kinds of trail mixes are available and nuts and flavored nuts. And I don't work for bulk, for bulk barn, but I will if they ask me to. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's anything else that's really as prominent. I know that there are growing refill stores throughout Canada and the United States. But yes, um, if we look yeah, and that, that, and that to your point before, which is if you don't live in Canada, there's probably a bulk store near you. And if there isn't, then I would recommend going, or sorry, that will allow you to bring your own containers. And if there isn't, I would recommend asking. And then past that, um, I also have a guide available on my website for what to do if you don't have access to a bulk store, because that's kind of been my, my, the best way of avoiding waste for me. But there are lots of things you can do at the grocery store as well that will make a difference too. What are some other switches that you've made in other parts of your house? like? that would be more green or less uh, impactful? So obviously cloth diapers, which has been great. (laughs) And so we've taken that a step further and we also use reusable wipes for for peas. Okay. So I just took some old um, shirts, like some old onesies of my youngest and I just um, tore them up, like I cut them up and now they're wipes and I just spray them with water using this cute little spray bottle and yeah that's how we wipe our child's bum for pee 
So um, that was a good one. And that prevents me from putting wipes in the landfill, but it also saves me money, which is always ideal. Um, let's think. So a big one that I would recommend to everyone that's kind of doable and not too overwhelming is to try and avoid as many single-use plastics as possible. And the, the kind of top four offenders for um, single-use plastics are plastic bags. So yeah. we would just use a reusable bag instead. No problem there, right? And then coffee cups. For those of you who don't know, coffee cups are not recyclable. They have a little waxy line or a plastic lining to them. I which know, are such big culprits, but they're so easy. They so are, but you know what? what? Another point to make is that um, a lot of these changes have become habits so quickly. Yeah. Think about it. So yeah, a coffee cup is probably a little bit more convenient, but now that I bring my, my cup with me all the time, I never even think about it. Do you use your cup in the drive-thru? I mean, I, I guess but yeah, you could. I haven't. <laughs> I was just thinking. I like got thinking it through. Like, what are the things that are really? No, hard? this is good. Yeah, because like I, I, I live such a skewed life now, right? So this is yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. So that's the thing that's really hard for me is drive-through culture. With, just like with toddlers, like yeah, because time is money, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, taking two children out and bringing them into Starbucks is definitely never going to not happen. ideal. So, oh, but I guess it could happen, and I guess it's just a matter of what's important to me. Is yeah, that that's that's huge important. for sure. Like, what are you willing to spend your time on? And then another thing is um, that I try and kind of promote that I think we've lost as a society is this idea of kind of slowing down and trying to live a, a, a like a less high paced life, which is hilarious because, as you know, my day today has been crazy. But um, <laughs> in general you know, if you can't, you know, wouldn't it be nice if you could just sit down and have a coffee or if you enjoyed it in your house or those kinds of things. So listen, that's yeah. a lot of our excuses for using convenience items is because, yeah, exactly. We feel like we're too busy. Yeah. And, and maybe we are too busy, right? But you know, what can we do? What kind of changes in our life can we make that will make us less busy? So, so, you know, one thing that I can definitely say with confidence is that um, I am spending more time on eco-friendly living kind of initiatives, but I'm spending so much less time on things like shopping and, um, you know, like running rent general errands and stuff because of this, this way of life. So it's kind of like a give and take, if that, if that makes any sense. It does a little bit. Um, last year I decided that I would can because oh, I didn't cool. who, um, I struggle with the freezer. First of all, I was like, how do I reduce Ziploc bags? And stasher bags are crazy expensive. I'm not right. sold on silicone. Um, and things just get lost in the freezer. So I was like, you know what? My mom grew up canning. We canned everything. She had like two closets full. Uh, so I spent a lot of time slowing down last summer and spending a lot of time around my canner pot. And oh, I, I canned that. up all my vegetables, which has meant that I've spent less time shopping Last time rummaging in the freezer is like yeah. there's on the shelf. Um, and it was a really easy, simple skill for me to learn. And I found a lot of joy. Oh yeah. Yes. And I found a lot of joy in it. Cause it really was like, it gave me something to do. Um, and I'm a stay at home mom. So sometimes I feel like, what did I do at the end of the day? Um, right. And this way at the end of the summer, I was like, I did that. I canned. I did that. Yeah. I had this thing that I had done. <laughs> Um, but I think, and I, I also, I like that you mentioned joy because I do get a lot of joy, maybe for different reasons, but I get a lot of joy out of the way I live. Um, 
it's a slower and sometimes it's like it feels meaningful like you've taken some mindful steps that day which we've lost and that's been a big conversation too in the space right? yeah yeah exactly and then you know going back to motherhood you know I have to set an example for these two little girls that I'm raising so um despite what our life ends up being you know wouldn't it be such a blessing if my daughters grew up to live a, a meaningful mindful life uh, where they were, you know, kind of conscious of the actions they were doing. I mean, we don't all have that privilege. I understand that, but that's the kind of um, example I'd like to set for her. That's for sure. For them, I should say. Um, the one question that I had pitched Elsbeth on my show with practically zero waste, a lot of this becomes the women's work in the house, it becomes an extra task for me to take on. How, how do we find balance in that or maybe bringing the partners in on our life so that becoming more sustainable in our choices isn't extra work for me? Um, yeah, that's such a good question. I've actually had that interestingly posed before because a lot of the things I, you know, I'm the green mom. So I feel like a lot of the things I talk about are the bathroom and the kitchen and, you know. Yeah, which are typically our domain, right? Mm. Right, right. So I think a lot of that goes down to uh, you know, kind of how you live your life even before you're, you started your eco-friendly journey. Um, and it depends on the division of labor in your house, if that makes sense. So yeah, um, because I'm a working mom as well, the division of labor is a little bit more equal, but I work half time and my husband works long hours full time. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of different. You know what I mean? Like I, obviously I, I would do, I, ideally I'd be doing more work kind of thing but you know what you have to think about as well as eco-friendly living should be infiltrating all components of of your life so you know my husband takes care of more dishes and laundry and I take care of more like the kids living and the cooking and the grocery shopping and such so laundry our, our laundry has been very affected our dishes have been very affected the way we garden the way we take care of our house has been affected so the small steps I agree probably sound very quote unquote, woman heavy, right? Yes. That's, that's kind of what I always see. And I get a little bit timid on these conversations. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to put a woman who's already struggling with more work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, that's true. But at the same token, in a sense, like cloth diapering might be seen as more of a, of a quote unquote, typically woman thing. Um, and we do it and, it, and it does take more time, but we, we kind of commit to it. And, and I think that's just like all aspects of eco-living is just what are you willing to commit to and what kind of joy do you get out of doing it? Yeah. Um, no? That's, yeah, it really does. Sorry, I was taking a drink of water as well. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, did I, 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 like, I had pushed the mute button and I was trying to get back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a that's probably a great way to to look at it and to remember like about your whys and holding your whys really important and really close to you. Um, yeah, and and you know you want your life to be true. Are you living your life to the values that you set for yourself? You know, we all have these values of being the best person we can. Are you doing that? Yeah, and what that looks like for you. And and one point I always like to say to people, kind of starting off their journey, is that you don't need to do everything. Yeah. Someone like me or some of those other people on Instagram, we're kind of <clears throat> very left wing with this lifestyle, right? It, it infiltrates literally every aspect of my life. But, you know, if you're just saying no to a straw at a restaurant, 
bringing your reusable bags to the grocery store and using a travel mug instead of a coffee cup, you're doing your part. And that's a lot more than a lot of people are doing. So, you know, you have to do what you can manage and feel proud of that as well. Yeah, I think that really, I the quote right now, right, is about we don't need everyone doing zero waste perfectly. You just need exactly imperfectly. And I think that's why that quote has kind of gone viral. It's, it's from the, uh, the zero waste chef. Yeah. The reason it's gone viral is because it, it resonates with so many people. Yeah. None of us can do it. It's impossible. Even if I was a stay-at-home mom, I couldn't do it. There's so there's plastic everywhere, right? There's everything we do has an environmental impact. But the point is that you're mindful about what you can do and making an effort. Yeah. So how do you? Nope. I don't have anything else. All right. I think <laughs> that's real. I was like gonna. I was like, no, that question doesn't even tangent in nicely. I think we're just going to wrap it up because you've had a long day. Where can people find you on the web, Mira? Where can they learn more information, connect with you, or um, just find out more about ways that they can shift in their home? Oh, that's so great. Yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone who's a cloth diaper or is a fellow friend in my books. So I'd love to connect with all of you guys. Um, so I'm usually on Instagram pretty much every day. <laughs> so my Instagram handle is the green mum, M-U-M. Uh, and my big chompers and smiling face will be up there. I also have a website, as Bailey mentioned, www.thegreenmummum.net. And I'm also on Pinterest and Facebook. So just check out the show notes, as Bailey mentioned. But please drop a line if you listen to this show or if you have any questions or want any tips or tricks because that's, you know, that's why I started this. Well, I started it to, to make myself a better person, but now it's just all about how can I spread the word and make this world a better place. You guys, I told Mira that this show would drop in the summer, and here I am, first day of fall, finally releasing it to you out there in the world. So big kudos to Mira and the Green Mom for her patience um, and letting me have the space that I needed really this summer to have things come out together slowly, whatever that means. I am excited for another year of projects. We have a lot of great news and a lot of great stuff coming here on the Cloth Diaper Podcast, including partnerships, sponsorships, and giveaways. So if you're not following me already on Facebook or Instagram, go do that. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast. And if you love this show, feel free to leave a review. Helps people find it. And if you have ideas, suggestions, or you are my next guest, email me, bailey at clothdiaperpodcast.com.